Hey everybody, it's John Hastings. Thank you for listening to the Anything Could Be a Podcast podcast. You're about to listen to it. It was recorded live at the Edinburgh Fringe inside Maggie's front room. We will be there every day at 5.15. We, it's just me chatting. Yeah, so here's the first episode. It gets cut off because I didn't empty up the Zoom recorder. Um, and there'll be an explanation at the end. Thank you so much. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anything Could Be a Podcast podcast. Please welcome the stage, John Hastings, everybody. How's it going? Thank you so much for coming. Oh, yeah. Let me just turn that off. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Good? Yeah. Yeah, it's like nice, subtle fringe energy. You guys are sort of nervous that you've made the wrong choice. You're like, oh, I could have seen a man dressed as a cat in a litter box for two pounds, but I'm in here on a bucket split. What the fuck is this going to be? I got a pink flyer from a... Are you Scottish? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the fucking... I'm from Canada. And I can't tell any of your accents, so I just walk around here just in f- afraid of a headbutt. Where, wh- what's your name, brother? I'm sorry. Jamie. 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 This is my flyer, Jamie, everybody. And this is my other flyer, Matt. Matt and Jamie. They're the ones who bothered you? Yes. All right. So let me just, I'm going to have to explain. There's, think about it like this. This is, in theory, a podcast if I can figure out how to use the internet. So other people, hopefully, will be listening to this on the internet later. And so what's going to happen is I'm going to about to read something that a comedian has sent me. I haven't read it, I haven't looked at it, I don't know what it's gonna be, and I'm gonna talk for an hour. What's up guys, come on in, good. This is just the explanation part. If it's funny, laugh. If it's not funny, still fucking laugh, because it's free, and the fringe is just full of all of you sweet, smiling people. There's people on the internet right now listening to this, thinking that it's just me and Dan and Jamie sitting in a room, and there's not <laughs> polite, lovely people. There's two beautiful girls just sat, arms crossed, and they're like, we totally should have gone and seen that compilation show. It was called Twice as Nice and not Man Blathering for an Hour. Well, get into it, everybody! Because <laughs> the door is locked now! It's not actually locked. You guys all did the most UK thing. Is it locked? What if there's a fire? I'm told, we don't got over the fire regulations! All right. I think we're ready to begin the show. Are we ready? Yeah. That, that was good. That's not man about to sweat for a bit while he thinks. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the topic, for those of you listening at home, I'm off the stage. That's a little thing called experimental comedy. Get in. All right. Uh, this topic comes from a man named Marcus Birdman. He's a great comedian here in the UK. Anyone know who Marcus Birdman is? Good. That makes me so happy because he's a friend of mine. And comedians like to talk like, oh, we're so happy. When people get ahead, it's not true. It fucking kills us, because now it's awkward to speak to your friend when you're like, oh, hey, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I was just at the BBC. They just renamed all the cameras Bill Smithman. And you're like, what? What's, I was just going to go for a copy. Or a copy, not a copy. Listen, it's hard to fill things in the day. So Marcus Bergman is this great, amazing comedian. You'll recognize him. He looks like snidely whiplash with a hipster hugging him. Like he has like a quiff. Last time I saw him, and he was in a red suit with just a line of black on his shirt. Always in fringe shows, you know you're at the fringe because there's people shouting and a man arguing with a bartender. God, (laughs) I fucking love Scotland for that shit. It could be the middle of the night and you could be in a hospital and there's still someone, hey, do you serve, what's that beer with the tea? What's it called? Tenants. Tenants, yeah, you didn't even have to pay. Tenants, you know, we bleed it. Go fuck yourself, Canada. What do you have, maple syrup and politeness? Go fuck yourself. This is, in, this is Scotland where we hug people with a headbutt and other stereotypes that the English talk about, even though they don't. All right, this comes from Marcus Bourbon. He's an amazing comedian. I met him when um, 
I went to Estonia. You guys know what Estonia is? Because I didn't know it was a country <laughs> when I went. I thought it was literally, I thought we were going to Finland, and they said, welcome to Estonia. And I thought I was on the wrong plane. And ah, here's a story we can tell before we get to Mark. So I don't know, who here's a, who's a, who here's a drinker? <laughs> it's, the, it's not a camera, assholes. A woo would have been nice. Who here drinks? Yes? Woo. Yeah. All right, so here's the thing. As I really like to drink, but I forget that I'm from Canada, and in Canada, we have like three drinks and we're done. But when you go out in this country, you guys nod like you're like, oh, we know, yeah, we were aware, we fucking trick you every time. I went out with two British friends, and you ever have that night when it begins and you're just like, I gotta watch out, like something, something's gonna happen, you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about? That like you're walking and you crack that first beer and you're like, this is gonna be trouble. There's two young children here. Listen, I, I know, are they already drinking? <laughs> I think you just laugh, like, well, not drinking, like wine, but <laughs> I put it in a sippy cup, they don't know. <laughs> just remember, no pills, no powders. Now, um, so it was one of those nights, and I went to this, uh, this bar by my house, this pub called The King's Head, there's a great gig there, and we were having a couple of, I drink cider, because I like to pretend that that's healthier than beer, even though it's not, because you're just drinking a cup of sugar with some alcohol. And so I drank like two, and then I remembered I had to go do a gig, and for some reason I've never done this where I was like oh I know how to do the gig I'll just get way drunker and then I'll be hilarious <laughs> I am not very funny when I'm drunk I can I'll talk a lot about my feelings I'll question whether or not we're friends but me being like hey have you ever noticed shoes go on your feet that doesn't happen when I'm intoxicated what happened was this I got on stage I was holding two beers and had a pint in my mouth I put it on the stool like I bent down sort of like one of those weird wooden uh, birds, you know what I'm talking about, that goes into the machine, and that's an age thing, where there's a couple of people who are, like, in their late 20s, and you miss are like, yeah, yeah, and the rest of you fucking young people are just like, wow, Bert, we have iPhones, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, before Steve Jobs resurrected and founded Pixar and had all this money, we had to entertain ourselves with wood and water and birds. Anyway, so, I put the beers, I came two beers before my first joke, and then I realized, oh, you're in front of people that have paid money to hear entertainment, and then I just saw a triple, and the only way I could get through the gig is I crouched in the corner on my knees, and I recited the entire show just like this. Now the problem is my act is pretty high energy, so it didn't come off like a comedy show. It came off like a weird manifesto reading <laughs> in the basement of a Covent Garden comedy club. And I got off stage, and I was just like, oh fuck, the owner was probably here and watched that. I'm not gonna get paid. And then the owner had fucked off because he was too drunk. The host walked on, and I'm not gonna say whether or not she was high on some substances, but let's just say she fucking was. And, <laughs> and so the manager went up and went, man, that new character, that's something else, right? And I went, I gotta throw up! And he went, oh fuck, here's your money, go away. I went back to the bar, I get to the bar, I'm now blacked out, I don't remember. Here's what happened, supposedly, was my friend Paul had showed up and he was sober around these people that were steaming, which is a phrase I only understand now that I live here, where you guys drink to the point that water is trying to escape your body and just return to a lake. And so I walk in there and I'm just like, yeah, I got it. And I sit on the bar. I have no memory of this. This is my friend Paul Meyerhog told the stories. You sat on the bar, you had a beer that you had bought at an off-license just in your hand, you took a sip, and then your entire body went limp, and you just fell off the bar stool 
Luckily, guys, I didn't hit the floor because there was a metal table to break my fall. <laughs> and luckily, I, uh, I grind my teeth, so my jaw muscles are completely uh, knotted. And so what actually happened was it just hit one of the jaw knots, and I fell down. Didn't hurt myself that bad. Stood back up, so I thought, and then just kept drinking. We then got kicked out. Because, young people, little lesson. You cannot pass out and hit your head on a furniture in a pub and then expect another round. They think that you're gonna die and they don't wanna be responsible. So I left. Three days later, I had to go back to that bar for a gig and the bartender was looking at me like I was a celebrity and I went, I fell off the stool and hit my head on this table and she went, oh yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Have a good night. And, and so I had a headache for like five days and on the fifth day, I was getting on a plane to go to Estonia with Marcus Birdman and I thought I might have had a concussion. And as I'm sitting at Gatwick Airport, I'm going, I wonder if you're allowed to fly with a concussion. I should probably figure this out, because it might be one of those things where if you have a concussion, when you fly, you just get to 10,000 feet and your head explodes. And I just, I wanted to know, because I, I cannot go to Estonia. Like, I've been there now. All you see is a hotel that used to be the KGB headquarters and a lot of people wishing they were in Sweden. And just joking, Estonia fans, and so I, uh, I walk up to the stewardess, and I just met Marcus, and Marcus had, uh, it was a seven o'clock flight, so we both stayed up all night to make the plane. He had a couple of beers, so he was looking a little haggard, and I walk up, and I just go, hey, uh, my friend, and I just point at a guy I've just met, and goes, he has a concussion? Is he okay to fly? And they went, yeah, he might have a headache. And then I, just because I'm not a very good actor, went, oh, cool, I can handle headaches. <laughs> I mean, he can handle headaches. I'm sorry. All right, so that, that's Marcus Birdman. Just killed five minutes, I'm impressed as well. Ladies and gentlemen, now Marcus Birdman's topic. Just getting to it now, that's right. A little thing called whimsy. All right, this is from Marcus Birdman. How do I, who here, do you have a British, who has like a very posh English accent? Do you have a very posh English accent? Can you put one on? Don't be fucking disdainful, it's just say yes or no. Can you do it? All right, you're past the past. I am English. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay, pass that back. All right, actually, no, you have to come forward because we need to get it on, on microphones. Anyway, here, pass the microphone back. Whole thing? Whole thing. Read it out, brother. What's your name? Josh. Josh, everybody. Josh. Okay, so I heard that Canada gets its name from the Norse goddess Adda. Oh, and the question, can Adda... Is it a question, can Ada? Is there any truth to this? Who was Ada, and what is it she might do? Do you want me to read the rest? Yeah, there's more? There's more. What the fuck is he doing, writing a book? <laughs> Good luck, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, says bruv in 2014? What the fuck? <laughs> That's how upset bruv made her, by the way. She threw a glass, oh my god. And your friend, your boyfriend, I assume, is that your boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. For those of you listening at home, there was a pod so large, a large Canadian could have fallen off a bar stool through it. That uh, boyfriend. How long have you guys been dating for? Like a year and a bit. What the fuck? So you're her bruv, basically. Thanks for pussying out on the callback, guys. That was very clever. I just heard that word. Josh, back to you. Uh, good luck, bruv. See you up there. What time are you on? As I have a guest spot on my show, each night needs filling at about 9, 9.50 for 10 minutes, if you fancy. Reciting the to or not be speech in SN accent of audience. In what accent, Josh? SN. SN. 
What's a Sun accent? Don't, don't ask me. Well, you're English. You guys are supposed to know everything. But is, do you mean Southern? Oh, Southern. Southern accent uh, of audience choice whilst I do a two-minute portrait drawing of you. Are you up for it, M? Marcus, I am up for it, but I think our show's clash. All right, Josh, give me back the microphone. Let's answer this question right here. Josh, everyone, once again, couple in the back. I'm sure of there. <laughs> a year and a half and you're not sure? Like, Jesus Christ, what happened to romance? Like, I'm only 29, and like, I've been dating a girl for three months, and she is my light and my star. So you guys, a year and a half, it's like, listen, well, we haven't had three threesomes yet, so we're not sure. <laughs> like, like, we are, like, yeah, like, we follow each other on Twitter, but we haven't declared our relationship on Facebook, so we're still in the tentative stages. Thank you so much. So the question, I don't know why I was concerned, you have a very sweet face and disposition, but that's who the ones who would steal the phone, and someone's like, oh, I'm so nice, there goes your, your credenza. <laughs> All right, so the question is, I heard that the, uh, Canada gets its name from the, okay, Canada does not get its name from the Norse god Ada. Uh, Canada got its name from, uh, it's actually an English mistake. That's right, Scotland, we're going to bash the English a little bit. Get in, yeah. <laughs> now you woke up, didn't you, Jamie? Um, so what happened was the English... Uh, landed in Canada on a, on a boat. They didn't land, they pulled up and then swam a bit. I think they swam. How the fuck do you get from those big boats? Smaller boats. Smaller boats. <laughs> yeah, right there, you just, maybe. We don't really fucking know, do we? Makes sense. Is that, do they still do that? That just seems stupid. Yeah, the, we have do they, they would, I was like, like, we have docks in Canada, but now, because it's 2014 and not 1652. Anyway, so the English arrived either by swimming or on a boat. Again, the quiet laughter and smiling is not appreciated, everybody. And so, <laughs> and so, um, so they came on and they were greeted by the natives people who were all there. And the natives people were actually very cocky seeing white people again because the Vikings had landed like 50 years previous and they like tried to take over the native people's land and the native people just waited till nighttime because the Vikings had rules about when they would pillage and they would only pillage during the day because they were like, we're fucking Norwegian. We have braided hair even though we're men. Get the fuck in. We will only conquer at nighttime or daytime, that's fair. So at nighttime, they would just go to sleep even if they were surrounded by enemies. And the natives, like the Mohawks and the Cherokee, were just like, these fucking idiots are sleeping. We're just going to murder them all right now and then just take our land back. And that's exactly what they did. So when the English and the French arrived, the natives were just like, oh, we fucking got this. If they step off at all, we will fuck them up. Not understanding that guns had now been invented. And so when the British came in, that was a very nice historical nod. Like, ah, yes, the old musket trick. And so <laughs> the British came in, and they were being all polite and stuff like that a little bit. And they were talking to one chief. In, uh, in a region in the eastern Canada called Nova Scotia, which is New Scotland. Uh, it's very nice. It looks exactly like Scotland, only it's rainier, and they're even drunker because they can't handle it. And so, <laughs> and so they're walking through, and there was this one British guy. I, can't remember, I think it was Cornwallis. That's a British name I've made up. I think that's just a battle. Or a character who's in the movie The Patriots starring Mel Gibson. Either way, so they're walking through, and they go, what do you call this land? And the native person points at a house and, like, holds the house and goes, this? This is Canada, and meaning a house. And they went, oh, this whole land is called Canada? And the native guy was like, no, you fucking idiot. The house is called Canada. This whole thing doesn't have a name because we don't have countries yet because we're not white. We're native people and believe in community. And they were like, oh, okay. So uh, this is all Canada. Cool, we'll call it Canada. Fucking kill all these people. And then they did. But yeah, it's very strange. I always feel weird answering questions about Canada because I don't feel like I'm from a wheel, a wheel country. Even there, as soon as I start talking about my nation, 
I get a kid voice because we're not we're next to America. Like I feel a bit of sympathy for the Scottish because you guys are next to England and you are a country, but you're not, I don't understand it. How does it work? So you are a country? Yeah, thank you. Even the English guy went, yeah, they're a country. Just fucking give it to them. <laughs> we'll sort it out in September. Just stick with me. Uh, for those of you listening home, Scotland's in the midst of an independence race. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm for Scottish independence because I, I like Scotland and I have friends that are for it and I don't want to get yelled at in pars when we're drunk. But at the same time, I also don't want to go through a border crossing being called Paul and cunt by a large fat man with a beard, which you know is going to happen. I know it's a joke that everyone on the fringe is making, but it's just... It's fucking terrifying. And also, if you've seen Alex Salmon, he makes David Cameron not look like a dick. Like, he's just, his beard doesn't look right for his face. It's too bushy. And he, he's friends with Donald Trump. Have you met Donald Trump? The word cunt is defined by his haircut. And the guy that's leading you towards independence is like, this filthy millionaire who destroyed the ecosystem of our nation. He's the guy to trust. And you should listen to me. I know there's a nice pregnant pause coming, and then the family at the back are just like, we're going to make the goal. This guy will be dead. And then Al has just got his arms crossed looking at me like some sort of weird bouncer. Because are you Scottish, Al? No, you're English. Yeah, I'm not Scottish. You're Scot- oh, fuck. Anyway, so, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I don't know how to feel about the Scottish independence movement. I think Billy Connolly should be in charge, because I don't know why. Can't be Sean Connery. He hits women, and he also was in that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> Do you also know, you know how Sean Connery picks movies now? He, because he got offered Lord of the Rings and turned it down. He got offered Harry Potter and turned it down. So now he only does scripts he doesn't understand because he didn't understand those two movies. So when he doesn't get a script, he's like, Oi, th- I don't know how to do a script. Jamie, come do a Scottish accent. Come here. You work for me, motherfucker. Get your ass up here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, a lot of North American people, they don't know the difference. Can you do a Sean Connery? I'll try. You can can do it. Okay, okay. So what you're going to say is, I I don't get this. I don't know why I'm doing a Scottish accent, too. (laughs) Say, I don't get this. I used to be James Bond. Let's ruin a movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't get this. I I used to be James Bond. Let's ruin a movie. (laughs) Yeah, that was fucking great. All right, come back. I'm going to talk to Sean Connery some more. Um, so, Sean, um, what's your view on Scottish independence? Well, I'm, I'm a big fan uh, of Scottish independence. <laughs> uh, Sean, are you trying to tell me a secret right now? Well, well perhaps. Uh, I mean, I, I think I live in Hawaii, so I'm, I'm not sure why, you know, really, you know, why should I give us a shit about uh, my Lord homeland? Uh. <laughs> That was beautiful. Jamie, everybody. What's that? A free show, unprepared, Canadian history lesson. Sean Connery showed up, everybody. Tell your friends. Now, back to Canada. So I always feel very strange, because we don't really have an identity. Like, what, what's your name, brother? Ben. Ben, what do you know about Canada? Exactly. Very clean. What? Very clean. Very clean. Yeah, it's because it's like 25 minutes old, old as a country. Like, it should be very clean. Really, you need to clean up this city. I saw a woman put a cigarette butt out on her carriage wheel. Like, you need to have conversations with people about decorum. Also, the pigeons in this city are just getting scarier and scarier. (laughs) Right? Are there any Edinburgh locals here? Okay, what do you do to those birds in the off-season? Because they're just so vicious. None of them have feet. 
One of them just flew into a kid's head yesterday, and I would have helped the kid, but I could not stop laughing. And, and it's, just, it's just this weird sort of, I think it's the energy of this city at this time, because all the comedians show up, and they're just need machines. Like, you, I fly out a few of you, and it's that, like, would you come to my show? It'll be fun. But behind it's like, you have to come. I don't want to sit in a room by myself if I do. I'm just going to look at a gun in a drawer. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's free now. You will have to pay at the end. There will be payment at the end. And you have to do it. It's really, really good, and it's very, very, very important. So you know about Canada, it's very clean. Yeah. But that's not, no one wants to fuck the clean place, you know what I mean? Like, like America, you may not like America, but America's still fucking, it's cool. Like, what does America have? They got cheeseburgers, they got machine guns, they got helicopters, the president's name is Barack Obama, which just sounds badass yelled out when you're shooting both guns when you fell out of a helicopter. <laughs> they go around the world saying, what's that? It's us, go fuck yourself. And Canada's next to them, and we're like just tidying up our house, like, oh, America, so silly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what else do you know about, what, what do you know about Canada, Miss? You don't know. See, you don't know! In, there, there, is, there is good skiing in the West Coast. Here's the irony about that, is every English person that, go, or UK accent from the place you're from that uh, you won't get angry about because it's a group of different places that are at the same place and it's very confusing because you don't hand a pamphlet to foreigners. We just show up and you expect us to know even though when you come to North America and you're like, oh, can I drive to Vancouver when you're in like Nova Scotia? We don't go like, no, you fucking can't. Have you looked at a fucking map, asshole? And then we just go, you can't actually because we have politeness and because our streets are clean and we're, we're better people. And uh, <laughs> uh, it is a very good scheme but the irony of that is the only people that ski on the West Coast are European, UK people. So people go over there to work and be like, I'm going to get the Canadian experience. I'm going to have coffee in the evening. Who wants a crawler? I do, please. And what do you do? You hang out with a bunch of chaps from Liverpool who are just gross <laughs> and one time threw up during a comedy show I did in Whistler, B.C. So here's the thing. I, uh, my first time I came to England, I was here, um, or not England, I was in England, not Scotland, it's different places. I was there. I live in England now. I live in London. But I came to visit for a month. Uh, what was that? What did I fuck up? <laughs> did I fuck something up? Did I? You can be honest. What, what happened? What's the matter? <laughs> Tell me what the fuck the matter is, alright? <laughs> we got half an hour to kill. Anything you can say helps. <laughs> what is the matter, miss? <laughs> For those of you at home, I'm in, the, I'm in the crowd now. I'm in the crowd. I'm Jeremy Kyling. I am Jeremy Kyling. <laughs> I just say Jeremy Kyle. I, I watch that show every day because it's on in the gym when I go to the workout, but the sound is off. So it literally just likes the weirdest thing with no sound because it's just a man crouched down looking so upset <laughs> and then just cartoons of poor people as drawn by rich people just pointing and like... Like, like, you shouldn't do a mime, but it's basically just like accusing things of each other. Then he stands up and like puts his, his uh, fists on his hips and kind of just wiggles like Mick Jagger did in the 60s, and then there's security, and then a lie detector. It's the most fucked up show. It goes to my uh, theory, which is the UK either thinks it makes things way better or way worse. Rock and roll came to this island a thousand times better. Like, Elvis is okay, but then the Beatles were like, well, I need a xylophone, and an elephant, and a trumpet, and a shotgun, and a poncho, 
It's called Let It Be, motherfuckers! Hit it! <laughs> and, and it works, because you're just awesome. And then, but then you get other things, like, you know, Trash TV was invented in the United States. It's like Jerry Springer, who's actually from the UK. I think he's from, like, Carlisle or something like that. And he is just there, and he's, like, very confused about why this man is only in love with yard furniture and why his, <laughs> why his son is dressed like a monkey. And then he comes over here, and... The guy who's the biggest dick on the Jeremy Kyle show is Jeremy Kyle. Like, it's like, oh, on the show today, this woman is dating her husband's entire family, and their children are not even children anymore. She's melted them in a microwave, and he's standing there going, I'm going to eat the children in the microwave. And the Jeremy Kyle riff kind of petered out, because I've, again, only seen it with the sound off. All right, so back to you, miss. What, what was the matter? I can't even remember what you said. <laughs> was my Jeremy Kyle impression so astounding that it, you made it forget? Yes, it was excellent. Remember that, guys. So let's sum up. Sean Connery was here. You just watched an episode of Jeremy Kyle, Canadian history, and now I'm going to remember what I was talking about before. We were talking about... Oh, I did a gig in Whistler, Canada. So I was here in the UK touring for the first time. How I came to live in the UK, you can come see my other show, but basically I got really bummed out and just got a credit card and then just used it all to come to the UK. Children in the back, listen, if you ever want to do anything, the world has these things called credit cards, and you just get them from your bank, and you take them, and that money is free. It's totally free. <laughs> you never have to pay it back. Well, you do have to pay it back if you answer those phone calls, but what you do is you move to another continent. They don't have my number here, do they? Thanks very much for all the money. See you in hell, American Express. It wasn't even American Express, it was MasterCard, and I eventually did have to pay it back because they got my mom's phone number and tattled on me. <laughs> it was very upsetting. Because my mom's a wonderful woman, but she was a single mom, and I was six foot three at 12 years old, and she's five foot six, so she's just like, well, I'm just going to outthink this monstrosity because he could take me down. So she just, like, at Christmas Eve, she just, one of my gifts was an envelope, and I opened it, and it was my MasterCard bill, and it just said, you should probably handle this. Merry Christmas, you're an adult, love mom. And so, it was actually a very funny prank. Anyway, so I came over here and I did a bunch of gigs and I got a call from uh, a booker in Canada. Comedy bookers are just the sketchy, they're either really lovely people or they're the sketchiest people. Like they look like cocaine in a leather jacket and they're always, their ideas are always like one step too far from being normal. I feel very weird crouched down in a row of seats <laughs> looking at you people. Like you're kind of handling it very well but you miss are just nervously laughing. Like I'm about to piss everywhere. Like the end of the story will just be like, and then there was a golden shower, let's reenact it. Um, how old are you guys, by the way? Don't look at me, look at each other. Do you not know? I'll ask your mom. How, how old are they? 12. You're 11 and 12. Oh, you know about peeing on each other. Anyway, so... <laughs> the mom laughs the most at that. Don't nervously laugh at me, assholes. Listen, get in. This is going way better than expected. I thought I was going to answer one question and then go, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> anyway, so I got a call from this really sketchy guy. His, his name is... I'm not going to say his name, but let's just say he's just so weird. One time... He drove a friend of mine home from a comedy gig, and he said, "I just gotta make a stop real quick, uh, real quick, a uh, real quick. Um, I got a friend, and he uh, he has some crack, and I'm gonna go buy some crack. And like it was like what? Like not even an excuse for buying crack. Just like you know, crack cocaine. You know, cocaine's angry brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go buy some of that while I'm driving. So I hope you want to come along with me. So she sat in front of a crack house for four hours 
and then called a cab. And when she called the cab, the cab said, you know, that's a crack house. And she went, I know. And he goes, well, I'm not coming to pick you up. And she's like, all right. And so she waited and he came out. And he may or may not deal crack. Anyway, so he calls me to come do a gig in Whistler. Now, Whistler is like the big city of skiing. And it is just, it is douche central. Like, you, you, you feel the need in Edinburgh right now of all the performers who are here just being like, come to my show, come to my show. Imagine that was transformed into just to, uh, just to a dude in a ski jacket going, you should check out my chalet. We've got an omelet press. Like, that's the same <laughs> style of, and like, it's just, it's annoying because it has everything I love. I love skiing. I love mountain biking, but I'm not cool about it. Like, when I'm skiing, I don't want to hurt myself. I go on the bunny slope a bunch, but I listen to punk rock because, yeah, fuck yeah. And when I mountain bike, I'm just covered in pads. Like, I take a mattress and I duct tape it to my spine. And I have another guy who just dials 9-9, in this case. And I was like, when I, anything happens, if I sprain an idea, you call 911 just in case. And so I'm there. And he's doing the show and he goes, so I get there and he's like, he promised me an outlandish sum of money. Like he was, and it would have paid for a great deal of that car trip. So I go and he was like, you gotta fly yourself out. And I say, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna do that. And he goes, cool, I'll get you the ticket there and then I'll give you the money to buy the ticket back. This is a guy who's literally like, go to the airport with money and buy an airplane. Have you ever seen anyone do that? I did it. It's, you feel so uncomfortable. Like they look at you like, well, what drugs are you smuggling? You're like, it's crack, smuggling crack, smuggling crack. And so I bought the ticket in cash that he, that he sent me in the mail. And then I go in and I do the gig. And I can't believe this somehow relates to peeing. Anyway, so I do the gig and we're in this shell. I literally, it's magic. So I'm in there and, and we're doing the gig and the gig's really good. And then I hear, it sounded like a faucet running. And I look down and there was just this fucking dickaroo. Like, I'm not gonna say he was Australian, but he was Australian, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't believe in prejudice, but some places fulfill stereotypes in one individual. Like, he was a strapping blonde man, deep piercing blue eyes, he worked out too much, and he had his dick in his hand, and he was just peeing in a pitcher of beer in front of me, and I'm going, what the fuck are you doing? He just went, oh, mate, I'm enjoying the show! Didn't wanna leave to bleed the lizard. Keep going. <laughs> magical. Can't believe I related back. And where did I see that guy next? On a little show called Jeremy Kyle. Yeah! <laughs> Tied it up! Alright, let me just get back over here and check how we're doing for time and the recording is still happening. That's very exciting. Alright, so let's talk about this. Marcus, uh, as you can tell before, he's into art. He draws. He's a uh, designer. Ooh. Drinking water, I didn't die. <laughs> it's for the home audience. And I, um, I'm one of those people I actually really like like douchey art. Anyone here who's into into art, like actually goes to art? Ben just winked at me. <laughs> do you, Wait, it's more of a. Do you do, like round of applause? Do any of you guys actually uh, like go to art galleries as a thing you do in the daytime? Anything like that? Every, every, yeah, right. Every once in a while, and it's weird. We used to be in the right. You know what I mean? Like art galleries. It was like, ooh, the art gallery. There'll be canapes and a wine from a place that doesn't usually have wine. Where's this from? It's from Belgium. Belgium makes wine. Not anymore. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and now I feel so sequestered and alone. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I just started talking about art, and then a chorus started. <laughs> Magic of the fringe, ladies and gentlemen. It's an Edinburgh miracle. I'm really happy you guys heard that too, or and then it just stopped because we mentioned it. Oh my god! So that's the thing. Is, <laughs> think about art. What the fuck is going on in there, Jamie? 
So obviously the show got cut off there. If you want to contribute to the show, go to uh, johnhastingscomedy.com or email me at uh, at johnhastingspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, more episodes to come out soon. We'll get a like definite day for all these to come out soon, but I'm just recording this now. And uh, thank you so much for your support. You're the best. Enjoy. Um, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>